Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. fucking feeling the ABBA right now, guys. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm, I didn't want to... I wanted to jump in with the Fernando, but I didn't want to mess up that beautiful rendition. Welcome to Page 7, everybody. Hell yeah! My name is Jackie Zabrowski. My name is Molly Neffel. I'm Marcus Parks. Hell yeah. I am feeling it because, man, Cher is out there and she is living her best life right now, and she is about to release a whole album of ABBA covers share on twitter is what twitter was made for share is so good on twitter i don't even i don't even listen to share but she's so good on twitter it makes me want to listen to share dude you should get on the share train because she's absolutely wonderfully insane yeah she, so she's doing this whole like thing right now where she's going around because the album's coming out and she hasn't had an album out in a really long time woman is 72 years old and she is nailing it and all of her interviews right now is what she's getting into is all of her past like flings and romances and I guess it's because of the Mamma Mia movie that came out which I will say I did not see and here now that I am against it here we go again Mamma Mia here we go again here we go what I love about it too is that she's like I don't even understand why people wanted me in this movie she's like kids don't know who I am and I was like woman kids should know who you are have they considered, or Jackie, have you considered more accurately, uh, when you talk about Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, have you considered trying to do a like a meld of the White Snake song, Here I Go Again, on my own? <laughs> Ooh, so, Mamma Mia, here I go again on my own. Yeah, you're right. You know, I feel like it could be a good mashup. <laughs> oh man, hell yeah! So like you're instead of, of Mamma Mia is just going Mamma Mia. Here I go again <laughs> on my own. It's a very satisfying <laughs> song to sing. It is. I think that's the mashup we've all been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma Mia, going down the holy road, Mamma Mia, Mister I was bound to walk alone. Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. That's exactly what I want to do. Where is the mashup album? That's what I love too. Is that she? She wasn't throwing shade, but in one of her interviews, um, they asked, I guess Madonna had um, thrown some ABBA, what is it called, clippies into songs? Uh, samples. <laughs> samples. <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. I wouldn't have been able to know what she meant. <laughs> she threw some samples of songs, and they were like, oh, have you ever thought about working with Madonna? And she's like, no. She's got like, <laughs> her own thing and at the time she was on top of the wave and I was like good for you girl and that would have been the time but now I'm like ah it's like it was minor shade it was yeah. minor shade yeah I, uh, Madonna got a little shaded for her speech about Aretha Franklin right because she yeah. was like 
Aretha Franklin, how we remember her. I'm Madonna, bitch. And everyone was like, nobody cares right now. I remember when Madonna Madonna'd, and I Madonna'd to Madonna Aretha Franklin. (laughs) (laughs) R.I.P. Yeah, no, she she was like, yeah, this one time I heard this Aretha, Aretha Franklin song, and now I'm Madonna, which was essentially her uh, speech. But you know what? That's, what are you going to do? Yeah, her trying to pretend like she wasn't just some shitty club kid in New York City in the 80s. I mean, I have been listening to, like, a prayer a lot for some reason. Um, and I think the Madonna is great, but she has little to do with Aretha Franklin. Very little to do. Little to zero. You know, you should go back and listen to, like a surgeon. Is that the Weird Al one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it cut for the very first time? <laughs> Cutting for the very first time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's the surgeon I want, but I understand where he's coming from. But also, to be fair to Madonna, she didn't realize that she was going on to do an Aretha Franklin tribute. They just like told her she was going on and they were like, uh, say, uh, say something you think about when you think about Aretha Franklin. And she was like, myself. <laughs> she, yeah, she didn't have time to prepare. That's fair. I didn't know that. That would be, that would be, I don't know what I would say if I had to give a tribute to Aretha Franklin right now. Yeah, I, I didn't know that she had no time to prepare either. I would not have said anything. I'd be like, she's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good night. No, I'd just whip out my phone and like do a real quick scan of Wikipedia <laughs> and find like one cool thing and and then talk about that, and then be like, "Forgive me, please. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't any prepared." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why people don't just full on own up to that. Yeah, or they just say like, "Hey, you know, they just asked me backstage to say something. I, this isn't really prepared, but she was great, and this is awesome. And hey, all right." <laughs> and I'm yeah, so I kind of felt bad though. I, it's like no one knew that she wasn't prepared, and so she just said was on the top of her head yeah. and she's a skeleton woman you know what's going on up there yeah it's gotta be hard to just keep functioning when you're a skeleton woman but one of my favorite things that Cher has been talking about as of late is her uh small relationship that she had with Tom Cruise mm. in the 80s now when she first met Tom Cruise he was 22 and she was 38 Spicy. Yeah. Oh, it's spicy, spicy. It was right after Risky Business, and it was at Madonna and Sean Penn's wedding when they first met. And so then later on, I guess they're both dyslexic. Who knew? Huh. And they were invited to the White House because they're both dyslexic. Who knew? Huh. And uh, so then that's when they started going out. And uh, she's not into the whole Scientology thing, which, you know, go for her. But um, I guess it was a species spicy time for her. And you know what? I'm proud of her. I feel like Tom Cruise really needs to be whipped into shape by Cher. Like right now, have they considered, like, has she considered just having a sit down with him and be like, get it together. You used to not be such a fucking weirdo. Now you're too weird. Stop. Dude, I would be totally into that. As well as also watching she and Val Kilmer kiss, because I guess they dated for a little time. And she said, when we kissed... When we kissed, huh? I thought my head would shoot right off of my body. He's got good lips. Does he, though? I do not think <gasps> Val Kilmer is hot. I think I've talked about this on the show before. Huh, weird head. Is he, it the head? He's just plain, isn't he? Mm, I don't know. He's got a distinct look, I think. Yeah, he doesn't, he's not, his look is not my kind of look. How do you feel about Jim Morrison? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I like Jim Morrison's body. Okay, okay. Nothing. Not to into say his, about face? his face. I guess I haven't. I guess I haven't thought much about Jim Morrison's face. Yeah, he's all right. Oh, I would have kissed on it. Val Kilmer has like a. He's like a puffy, squinty man. He is now. Yeah. But back. I mean, think like okay, Batman Forever. Val Kilmer. Fell asleep all through Batman Forever. Fell <laughs> <laughs> asleep in the theater about Batman Forever, so I don't have a strong memory of it. Mm. We already ca- Island of Doctor Moreau. Haven't seen Island of Doctor Moreau. Uh, Top Gun. Yeah. Him as Iceman. Lick it. Yeah. Lick it. Lick it. Lick it. I guess he's just too like <laughs> even he's too hunky. Like there's like a he's just like a little bit like generic hunky for me. You know. Oh, what about Top Secret? In which he was funny. Have not seen Top Secret. You should watch Top Secret. It was uh, Hot Shots before Hot Shots. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Ooh, it. Yeah, I see. I do think Val Kilmer's very sexy, but I. You know what it is? I zero in on the dimple he has 
above his top lip that gives his top lip like a sweetheart look that I think is what I want to get. Is that too minute of a detail? Yeah, no, but that, I know exactly what you mean. He's got like a poofy, puckery, like, face. Like, I mean, I do, I, I understand where you're coming from. I will heartfully disagree, but you know what, Molly? I think it's for the best that we're not attracted to the same kind of man. I'll we throw do have that very different types. We're reminded of this for 45 minutes a week while we watch <laughs> Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> Where Jackie has a very specific type of... And, you know, I like squirmy little emo boys, but you really like the squirmy little emo boys on uh, on Pretty Little Liars. Ooh, yeah, I do. One that has Henry baffled, I got really excited because they're, they are in talks of doing a Mad About You reboot, and I was going on and on about Paul Reiser, and Henry's like, why... What what is it with you and Paul Reiser? It's like I don't know, man. I've always thought he was really sexy. He's nebishly what? sexy. Uh, Interesting. Even him in Aliens. Yeah. Uh, he's but he's evil in Aliens. I know, but then like the whole Stranger Things thing, and then I just I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm he's into a like dumpy a Paul old Reiser. doctor in Stranger Things. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I also so. want to fuck Sean Astin in Stranger Things too. So that's a whole other. That's right. I was going to ask between the dumpy dudes and Stranger Things, are you going Sean Astin or are you going Paul Reiser? How dare you call them both dumpy? I think they're both sexy as fuck. <laughs> well, which character is Sean Astin? Sean Astin is the uh, se- the uh, boyfriend in season two. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's Samwise, nice. Samwise Gamgee. Samwise yes, Gamgee. <laughs> yeah, he's cute. He's fine. Not Paul Dude. Reiser. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, like, there were so many like mediocre looking people on television in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah, Paul Reiser is definitely I would say the most mediocre looking man on television in the nineties. Just like an Ouch. unremarkable man. I mean, I'm hey. gonna say Kelsey Graham are pretty mediocre looking too. I Pert- know that that's controversial, but oh, I got a question for you, Molly, because uh, Jackie I already know the answer on this. David Schwimmer or Paul Reiser? I thought you were going to say David Hyde Pierce or Kelsey Grammer, and I would have said David Hyde Pierce. <laughs> exactly. I know the answer to that question. I know David how Hyde you're going to answer that question. Well. David Schwimmer. Oh, God, I've been blindsided by this question mark. Uh, oh, or who? Oh, Paul David Reiser? Schwimmer or Paul Reiser, yeah. Gotta go David Ooh. Schwimmer. Hmm. Paul Reiser is like a daddy, but not in a good way. He's just like a dad. All right, Paul Reiser or Matthew Perry? Matthew Perry, Ooh. but not hmm. like... Is it bad to say I want, like, really um, not well Matthew Perry, like when he was really having a hard time? <laughs> so, so you want Matt Perry in the throes of addiction? I, I mean, Drugged it just, up, it, yeah. I feel like he... he uh, he, like I feel like there were like later Matthew Perry mm-hmm. he he got a little schlubby yeah you know? he did but he was doing better for himself and I was very happy for him yes but yes Matthew I had a I had a, a sizable crush on Matthew yeah. Perry when I was watching Friends in real time all right all right. Could I be any more wanting to have sex with him? No, I couldn't. <laughs> because I was all about Chandler, baby. I was all up in it. Were you ever into in, into Joey at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone that's that overtly sexual, yes, please. Yeah, you would have been really into Joey and his <laughs> sense of humor. You could have kind of are Joey. Aw, <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> You're the Joey of page seven. Oh, my God. I would have, oh, how you doing? <laughs> Which is akin to how you doing? <laughs> I wonder. How you I think I, I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle of how you doing and how you doing. So... <laughs> I'm all sexy all the time, guys. Who who are you from Friends, Marcus? Me? Ah, man, I I don't know. I'm I'm a, I'm a little little Bing, little Ross. I would say somewhere in between the two. Yeah. 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 Sensitive yet uh, neurotic. Uh huh. Yep. Mm. I would say I think David Schwimmer was the low, like the last person in Friends I wanted to have sex with. Though I will say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was a horrible. Loser. All right, there, there's definitely a hierarchy. I would say most people put Schwimmer and uh, Kudrow at the bottom. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm bottom. afraid that I'm a little bit Phoebe. I wanted to fuck the shit out of Lisa Kudrow in, in, as Phoebe. You I think I want. I definitely like love her, and especially in Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. Mm-hmm. Um, but she goes a little bit goes a long way in Friends. 
I'm going to go uh, Cox, Aniston, uh, what is it, uh, Kudrow. Yeah. That's going to be my uh, ranking. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I go Cox over Aniston, too. And I feel yeah. like that's not a, I was, I would assume that's not a popular opinion because everybody wanted to fuck Jennifer Aniston so I much. I mean, don't get me wrong. She was pretty hot, but I don't know. Courtney Cox had a, I don't know, a rough Joie de vivre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into it. But I just liked how weird fucking Lisa Kudrow was. Yeah. Maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> Wait, have I talked Fine. I've, I've talked about the comeback on here. I've asked you guys about the comeback. I've never seen the comeback. It is so good. It's so good that I had to stop watching it because it's like very real. And if yeah. you ever hung out with actors, it's too real. Like we were watching it and Giddy was like, this is so much fun. I was like, make it stop. <laughs> it's like very, yeah. very real. That's how I felt about Barry. Uh-huh. Yeah, Barry yeah. is just too, it's too much. Too, it's, yeah. yeah, it's too real. Too good. Like, But the comeback is hilarious. Like, Lisa Kudrow is hilarious. And it, it, I definitely have a new level of respect for her that I didn't have during Friends. Um, she's so fucking funny. But, yeah, you know, be be warned if you spend a lot of time around actors that watching it might feel a little close to home. Yeah. But it's very, very good. Speaking of Barry, though, I will say congratulations to Henry Winkler for winning the Emmy in Barry. Oh, he won it. He's great in that. He's fantastic, and it's also his first Emmy win. It's been 42 years since he got his first Emmy nomination, and it's his first Emmy win. Go for him. Yeah, I mean, he is by far, he carries that show. And he's just so good in it. But what I loved, which is I think my favorite part about his uh, thank you speech, is that at the end, he said, Daddy won! And I was like, he is my daddy! (laughs) (laughs) Would you, you would F Henry Winkler today? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't think his wife would like it, but I would definitely give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I felt a little topical because after the Emmys, everyone was talking about public proposals, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hello, I settled this a few years ago when I publicly proposed, and it was great. And also, usually it's terrible, but when I did it, it was good. <laughs> That's my stance. <laughs> I say not not my style. Yeah, no, definitely yeah, yeah. not most people's styles, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Most public proposals are nightmarish but i do think that they they don't have to be and i think that just because someone publicly proposes we don't have to assume that they've never discussed marriage before exactly well i mean we've had i think four or five public proposals at last podcast live shows now and they've all (laughs) all gone very well yeah they can be fun yeah they were all super fun every time and then everyone who's there like remembers that the reason i wanted to do it because i had seen uh two public proposals in my life earlier and they were like so nice to see it to be mm-hmm. part of that like yeah. and you feel like a part of the whole thing um but uh but failed public proposals are also a lot of fun yeah <laughs> i mean they're i think they're equally as fun oh yeah i mean that yeah that I, I i spoke about this in my public proposal to gideon but one of the first things we did was weirdly fall into a youtube hole of failed public proposals and my favorite is the ones that take place in the middle of a basketball court because then the woman has to run all the way off the oh. basketball court <laughs> yeah. in order to get away <laughs> oh my god so upsetting why would you do it in public unless you knew that the answer was yes exactly uh, unless you talked about it so extensively so much <laughs> you have to be certain yeah you've talked about it like at least every week for six months which is why you can't feel bad for those guys because no. it's just like this is a hundred percent your fault yes it absolutely is i don't know if i could do a public proposal i think that that's something i'd be too scared of yeah just because i'm gonna i would like openly weep i'm assuming if i was ever proposed to not that i would know i don't know anything about it it's fine though who needs a husband for me it felt it felt for some reason it felt more natural to do it around my friends and loved ones then, like the idea of doing it in a restaurant or something made me more nervous and felt more silly mm-hmm. than doing it surrounded by like friends. See, I never understood the restaurant thing. I never understood the proposing over a meal. Yeah. Like, when do you, at what point in the meal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you go yeah. back to like finish the meal? <laughs> do you do it before you pay the check or be- after you pay the, the check? Because then the people with the waiters are going to be like, oh, God, now we can't bring the check yeah, for right? 10 minutes. Yeah. Because you, know? yeah, you got to wait because you got to go make out and you got to go fuck in the bathroom, which is what I'm assuming happens after you get proposed to, right? Yeah. You immediately have sex? <laughs> immediately, yeah. I mean, is it after apps but before entree? Or before, a- I mean, it can't be before apps. 
can't be before because then you're just like okay so what are you gonna have <laughs> you know you gotta have all of the like menu looking at done before you yeah there must be people who can answer this question because I'm sure in our listenership there of are course. people who have been proposed to at a meal but it is really you gotta do it between entree and dessert I think yeah and I'm between entree and dessert okay that's pretty good. I guess what I don't I don't understand the putting the ring into the food because didn't you pay a lot of money for the ring? <laughs> yeah, and you're gonna get sugar in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the ring and the champagne that's kind of weird. Yeah, well, it's just a, it's a terrible choking hazard. Yeah, it really is. Well, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> just think about it for a second. Just think about it for a second before you drink it. <laughs> Dear Mr. FabFitFun, send me a box. I hope it is full of full-size products. And I know it is, because the FabFitFun box is here. FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box delivered four times a year with full-size fashion, beauty, home, fitness and wellness products for just $49.99 a box and it's filled with all your fantasies cause traffic said so and traffic has never been wrong dude FabFitFun is the bee's knees gift style and I know I'm gonna buy this H for my moms and my sister and my new sister because she now has to deal with my family through marriage and the only way I can keep her around is by sending her a fun time seasonal box filled with full size beauty and functional life products because if she leaves him she essentially leaves us both and I can't handle another divorce I'm fine. I'm about to bust out of my brother father's apartment and my FabFitFun box hooked me up with an Alfred French Press coffee brewer cause my lonely bones ain't need a whole carafe. I just need a single gal's amount of juice to wet my whistle. Also, I've been sludging the grown alchemist hydro repair day cream all up in my face crevices cause my jizzies dry my face out and I can't be waggling around town with my craggly crypt keeper face dry as a bone in need of a squirt baby my trip effort is the real deal and not every box is the same just like our downstairs box every wiggle needs a different tickle how you doing? Sign up for FabFitFun today to get your fall box. The FabFitFun fall box is in limited supply, and these boxes always sell out. So use my code PAGE7 to get 10 bucks off your first box. Go to FabFitFun.com to sign up and start getting the box for a life well lived. Use promo code PAGE7 to get $10 off your first box. That's over $200 for only $39.99. Whoopsie ballsies! Go to FabFitFun.com and use my code PAGE7 to get 10 bucks off your first triple effer box be a triple effer be a triple effer we used to play a game on each other there was this key that we all needed at work and we would put it in each other's drinks and then sometimes you would almost swallow it but it was big enough that you would know it was in your mouth before you swallowed it you know <laughs> it's a fun high stakes game it's a disgusting <laughs> game <laughs> don't play the game it's i don't really know how gross. i don't have any mouth diseases isn't there a drinking game is it quarters where you drink something where a lot of quarters have gone into it dude i'm so good at quarters uh i'm between beginner and intermediate i get lucky we must all have internalized diseases though oh yeah mustn't we yeah but that's why we don't get sick very often yeah that's it's a good immuno strength what does it get you makes it stronger you know I sing that song maybe five times a week and I think it's starting to like impede my brain space you know what I mean uh, maybe is it making you stronger <laughs> but also Kelly Clarkson just got a daytime talk show and I am very excited about it that's nice I watch the hell out of it what but channel? I thought I, I think NBC hmm I, what I did think was really cute, though, about the proposal at the Emmys is that he said, you wonder why I don't like to call you my girlfriend? Because I want to call you my wife. And I thought I just immediately burst into tears because I'm an emotional person. And I thought it was really sweet. But doesn't that seem like it's connected to a previous fight that they had? Like, why won't you call <laughs> yeah, me my girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, it's definitely connected to a fight. Like a long-standing Like a long-standing fight. issue. Yeah. 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 Who, who asked who to marry who? 
Um, the dude asked the woman to marry him when he won the Emmy. Oh, was he, he it, was just like some guy, right? I mean, it wasn't was, like a famous actor. No, he was a director. 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 What did he win for? So it was Glenn Weiss who accepted the award. He was the best director um, for a variety special for the Oscars this year. Oh. So that's what he won. And so he was invited on. I think that he had been uh, nominated for an Emmy like 10 times in a row. Not in a row, but 10 times over the span of his career. And his mother passed a couple of weeks ago so it was actually her engagement ring that he gave to his fiance that's sweet that's very which i think sweet. is so sweet but i also um i think that if it was in front of that many people i you have to say yes number one yeah and number two i i i feel like it's like does it take away... So, Molly, you did the public proposal, but it was still in a room filled with all of your friends and and some family members, right? Yeah, just... Right, just friends, except for my brother, who was the co-host of the show that it took place at. But, um, yeah, it like... It, right, it wasn't on television, but, like, yeah, the rule of a public proposal is you just have to know... You have to have discussed marriage extensively, and you yes. have to know that the answer is yes. And I asked him because I thought that... He, I thought he wanted me to ask him. It turns out he felt like he couldn't ask me because of his crushing debt, um, which is a fun, <laughs> you know. Fun, that's just, it's the American way. It's the American <laughs> way. But uh, I get it though. I, I get it. We had talked so much about it that every time, and every time we talked about it, he would like look at me with in this way that was like I really thought it was like so. When you're gonna ask me, but it, like so, he totally wanted to be married he just didn't want to pass on his crushing debt to me um but so yeah so i asked him um and it was like a it was at a show but it was like and i and i told uh, with consult, consultation from jackie i uh hell yeah i invited like our close friends to say something special is going to happen to the show make sure you're there um and it was like yeah it was maybe 40 people there it wasn't wasn't you know it wasn't an Emmys. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> have you thought about it? Marcus, if you were proposed to, how would you want to be proposed to? Ooh, if I was to, on a roller coaster. Ooh. <laughs> I think that's very difficult to do, but I, I mean. Well, yeah, I'm married. Oh, shit. <laughs> do it on the Six Flags ride, the giant drop, where you go up really, really high, and then right before you fall, the person would be like, you want to? And then you're just free falling. <laughs> I mean, that would be so much fun. That yeah. would be fun. There must be a genre of proposals that take place at amusement parks. Oh, yeah, easily. Probably at Disney a lot. Mm-hmm. Weird, oh, weird yeah. Disney Eas- people. Easily. You know? Oh, yeah. Disney people are, hmm. They're, Although they're... I do have a, you know, you guys know about my affinity for Donald Duck, but, you know, it's, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a weird Disney person. There, I just love Donald Duck. Some people who are Disney people, like capital D Disney people, are great. Yeah. But oh, it yeah. is a thing. I mean, you. I know y'all Florida people are Disney people in your own right. Oh, hell yeah, you know it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, if my dude wanted to dress up like King Triton and then come at me and then I happen to be dressed like Ursula and then we have, you know... Uh, he proposes to me like that, and he's got the trident, and he's doing the whole thing. Of course, man, get under the sea, bitch. And by sea, I mean my... <laughs> under my seat get under my seat darling it's better down where it's wetter take it from me I know about it <laughs> that's not my perfect proposal but that is one that yes I would accept that's a good, what what costume what pair of costumes would you like to be in when you're proposed to is a good question. Uh, Donald Duck and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Donald Duck and uh, what is the lady duck's name? Do- Daisy. 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 I knew it was a D. Yeah, Daisy, Daisy duck. duck. Yeah, yeah. Big gigantic duck costumes where we have to yell at each other to hear each other through the gigantic heads. <laughs> Molly, if you had to do it over again, what are the costumes? What would do you it do? over again and then it's this hard because he and I like really different things you know like he for him it would be like definitely like Leia and <laughs> Luke uh, yeah well Leia and Han I guess Ooh. 
Uh, does Luke get a, a romantic partner? Uh, not until like after all the bullshits. There's some in like the Dark Empire comic books. There's a little bit of romance, but not too much. Uh-huh. Yeah, does he most- age? Uh, is it Jar Jar Banks? <laughs> 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 yeah, it would be. It would have to be. You know, since I was the one proposing, if I were to include his interest, it would have to be. You know, we would be Daleks or something. For, <laughs> for, for me. But see, that's the other problem. You're in the same boat as I am with the Donald and Daisy Duck costumes. You're just yelling at each other from across the room. In the Dalek costume, just careening at each other, banging into each other. Although it's perfect for your ass, Marcus, though. I feel like Donald gives you the, you know, the the ample room for the ass that you've got. Oh, yes, absolutely. In fact, I'm, you know, there's a, a Donald Duck tattoo that I'm, I would, I've been thinking real hard about for a few years now. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the one where he dr- it's from the comic strip where he drowns Goofy. <laughs> Ooh. Wait, do you want him actually drowning Goofy in the tattoo? No, how he drowns Goofy is Goofy's fishing and he's and he pulls a fish out of the water and the fish flies back and hits Donald in the face. So that pisses Donald off. So he of goes and he uh, ties an anchor around Goofy's leg and pushes him in the water and then walks away. Whoa. <laughs> Do you have all four panels? Or? No, no, no. The panel is just him walking away uh, because he's pushing his hat forward on his head and he's got this determined evil look on his face. And it's one of the fun, one of my favorite uh, panels in comic book history. And it's really funny and it, funny and it makes me laugh every time I see it. Because he's so Hell proud yeah. of himself for murdering Goofy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's like he looks so proud of himself. That it's like that's the first kill. And so he's on his way to kill everyone else <laughs> like the, the first domino has fallen and, and the, now he's on his way to murdering Mickey Mickey's next Mickey's absolutely next <laughs> <laughs> see I would think that Minnie would be next because Minnie I feel is more annoying than Mickey Mm. See, I don't think I wouldn't put Donald Duck as like killing. I think he's like killing enemies. Yeah, and I don't see him. I don't see him being enemies with like Minnie or Daisy or anything like that. Yeah, I see him killing all of the males. Yeah, I don't want Donald Duck to be like a like a woman like a serial killer of women. <laughs> I just want yeah, him to kill, no, that wouldn't be good. To kill the people in his inner circle. Yeah, but he could definitely take Pluto for a ride. I think that would be interesting. <laughs> but see, I don't want him to kill Pluto because Pluto's a dog. Yeah, Pluto's a dog. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're right. I guess you know what? Crossover. Take Piglet out, will ya? <laughs> Let's do a crossover yeah. here. Oh. That's a crossover I'd read. <laughs> oh man, Donald I just got, I just got the, oh, no. <laughs> I just got the funniest picture in my head of Donald Duck uh, strangling Piglet to death. Who walks in and he's like, oh, Piglet. Oh, oh, bother. And then Donald Duck grabs a knife off the table and throws it across the room and it hits Pooh right in the belly. Yeah. And And he just starts squirting out honey out of his stomach. (laughs) He's not even filled with blood. Or I guess it's fluff. He's stuffed with fluff. So all the fluff comes out. Donald Duck leaves and and he leaves Pooh to bleed out for the next three hours. (laughs) And he leaves water with him so it takes longer. And then Eeyore finds him and Eeyore sinks into an even deeper clinical depression. (laughs) (laughs) No way, man. Eeyore was the one who called him for the hit. And so that's when Eeyore and Donald Duck ride away into the sunset. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe oh Rabbit God. finds yeah. him, and Rabbit's just like, now I gotta deal with this. Yeah, <laughs> and he's so more pissed. upset. I'm totally on board with all of this. Where is the crossover comic? Let's start writing it. <laughs> <laughs> crossover Don- comic that's a murder fantasy. Yeah, Donald, it's like that uh, Punisher kills the Marvel Universe comic book. It's like Donald Duck kills everyone. <laughs> and wait, so re-Donald Duck... Um, Huey, Dewey, and Louie are his nephews, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. And Scrooge McDuck is their grandfather? Uncle. Their uncle. uncle. Yeah, Uncle Scrooge. So Scro- does that mean Scrooge is Donald's brother? Scrooge is also uh, Donald Duck's Donald's uncle. uncle. Yeah. So he's their great uncle. Great uncle, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's diving in them coins. You know what? Just give him a thrill. But the real question is, is how do we feel about Bert and Ernie? Oh, my gosh. I have a million opinions about this. I have zero (laughs) because they're puppets. But here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. Puppets absolutely can have a sexuality because Miss Piggy is the horniest puppet of them all. Are you going to tell me Miss Piggy is not a straight woman? Yeah, but that's that's, uh, the Muppets. Yeah, but Sesame Street's 
they're Muppets. They're, it's all the same species. Yeah. So if we are in the same species and I have a sexuality, then you mm-hmm. have a sexuality. It mm. might not be hetero. It might not be homo. It might even be asexuality, but we all have sexualities. We are in a species. You can't say they don't have sexuality because they are puppets, which uh-huh. is what Sesame Street said. Because Miss Piggy, again, may I point you to the water ballet mm-hmm. she did in Great Muppet Caper, all about how she wants to fuck Kermit so bad. Yeah. Those Muppets oh, want Kermit. to fuck. And also, I think that Gonzo likes to fuck chickens. And so, like... <laughs> yeah, man. He likes chickens. Yeah, he does enjoy chickens. but And the and the chickens were usually into it, right? Yeah, I think yeah. it was like... Yeah. But it was... But it was like how Pluto is a dog. I mean, definitely Camilla is a chicken. She's yeah. not like a... But Camilla is a, Camilla is a conscious chicken. Like Camilla... Yes. Like and she's Camilla consenting. has a sense of self. She does, she does seem to be in a consensual relationship with Gonzo, but she can't talk like... I think they understand each other. But they she do doesn't, understand each other. It's yeah. just she does seem more like a chicken than like whatever species Gonzo is, you yeah, know. But yeah, but doesn't Camilla also like wear eyeliner? She's a sexy chicken. Yeah, no so yeah. I say if she wears eyeliners, she then put, that means she's that she has. She, if she can put makeup on, or if someone, if she can request someone, unless Gonzo's the one putting on the eyeliner. <laughs> 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 I get a nod in that. Yes, please. I just think put if some we can makeup sit on me. for four decades in the weirdness of Gonzo's sexual attraction to chickens, then we can like accept the fact that Bert and Ernie might have had feelings for each other, and and to say, that, I mean, whatever. If you think that they're not. Gay than whatever, but to say that they can't be gay because they're puppets is ridiculous. Because uh, you know, Sesame Street created a character with autism, and puppets don't have brains, but it's a character. That's not how care you know characters uh-huh. are have whole whole you know depths, whether they are made of cloth or not. And thus, even if the puppets don't have genitals, they could still be attracted to one another. Hence, thirsty, thirsty Miss Piggy. Sure, I mean it's. I wouldn't say it's a controversy. You just be like, yeah. Who cares? Let the puppets be gay. Yeah, or and then at least just move on. Let them be yeah. ambiguously gay. You don't even have to say no, they're not. Yeah. Like, which is what Frank Oz said. Like, just be like, maybe they are. Who cares? And if the writer said, yeah, I always envisioned them as my relationship, which was a loving, long-term gay relationship, mm-hmm. then more power to him. Um, I just feel like I just need to, you know, to say Frank Oz said, you know sexuality isn't everything like why do they have to be gay or straight which is like all well and good except that you know part of like the whole thrust of somebody's life it does have to do with who they I mean not necessarily but it's a part of our lives hence Miss Piggy her entire thing is how much she wants to fuck Kermit and so if she can want to fuck Kermit so bad at least Bert and Ernie might be in like a kind of sexless long-term marriage with one another. Uh, asexual, where they just kind of hang out, they hold hands, but yeah, nothing really or maybe they that. used to have sex when they were younger, but it's just been <laughs> de- you know it's been a long time. Yeah, I have identified with Miss Piggy from a very young age. <laughs> and, I mean, obviously, and that I, I think so. The big thing. The, oh, Kermie, <laughs> because you know I like to um, you know. I like to take and I like to have sex. And that is something that I think that also Miss Peggy opened up for me as a youngin yes. to accept and acknowledge. And I thought that that was something that was okay. And the fact that people get upset about Muppets being sexualized. But at the end of the day, I guess what the big issue is, is that the Muppets on Sesame Street since it is for children, is deemed something that should not include sexuality. However, ah! Well, here's the other thing, too, is that, like, all of this shit exists on Twitter, and that's it. Kids aren't reading Twitter. Kids are watching fucking Sesame Street. So it doesn't matter because that's all that's all it is. Kids are just watching Sesame Street. It's not like Bert's going to blow Ernie on <laughs> right. Sesame Street. <laughs> right. Like, it's a, who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter ex, at all. It's ex, just another fucking culture war wedge issue. True. But I would add that, like, if they were, let's just say that it was that they were like, yeah, Bert and Ernie are gay. Uh, and they're like, they don't have kids, but like if they were, the reason I feel like Sesame Street's been very mindful about like representation matters. And that's funny. I never thought about Miss Piggy in a, in a representation matters type way to be like, all you horny kids out there, <laughs> you thirsty <laughs> horny girls, you can have a it year It made me Ms. feel Piggy. accepted. I, I think that's wonderful. And, and that's why they like, that's why Sesame Street's like, it's important to have a character with autism so that kids with autism can see themselves represented. Other kids learn about 
autism, all that. And so I feel like, you know, if you're a kid watching and you got two dads and there's two gay Bert and Ernie's together, maybe you're like, yeah, that's like, you know, I feel like it's not... I hear you that they're, you know, it's 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 irrelevant in many ways because it's not on kids' radar, but gay gay relationships are in kids' lives, you know, and so so to that point, I feel like I would be kind of into it if Bert and Ernie were like, we are a married, we are two men who are married to each other, or even if they're not married to each other. Cause yeah, but marriage. no one else on Sesame Street is really married, right? Yeah, like they don't really I don't, ta- don't they? Do they really tackle stuff like like like? There's, there's no other the real, bear like, family. The bear family. Yeah, there's families, yeah, there's the bear, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like you know, in any ki- kind of kids thing, there could be families. I mean, I, right? Bert and Ernie have never been married, so yeah. it's not like. Oh, man, and you know what? If Bert and Ernie adopted a kid, that would ruin their whole dynamic. It, well, they would they have, wouldn't be able to have fun anymore. They wouldn't be able to play like drums and tuba. Too yeah, anymore. and they also can't just sit in the bath with a rubber ducky either. <laughs> you know, it's like, let them have their fun. Let them have their fun. Sure, but I, I, feel, I, I feel like, you know, two men living together in a marriage situation, in a, in a relationship situation is not something that kids don't have any idea about, mm-hmm. right? Because they might have that in their own life or in their family. And... And I'm not saying Bert and Ernie have to adopt a child, but if they did, I think it would be fantastic. And I will say, I would definitely consent to a gang bang with Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Just throwing well, that out other, there. Yeah, think about Janice, you know, man. I was, I was thinking earlier, it's like, I'm actually kind of attracted to Janice. Janice is great. Sure. <laughs> I'm all kinds of attracted to Dr. Teeth, but I'm also attracted to Animal. I'm also attracted to Gonzo. And you know what? I'd definitely give Fozzie a try. You know? I'm sure it's least fun. It might not be good but it's probably fun you know yeah. who i like uh in the dr rolf. teeth band is not, I, I i would date rolf like i'd go on like a first date with rolf i could totally see you and rolf like getting, oh, yeah. like you guys have like three dates and then you become like really good friends getting a beer together you know <laughs> yeah no but who i like uh in uh dr teeth and the electro mayhem is that i don't know his name the saxophone player you know, oh my god, he's so eyes, sexy. But he's real sexy. He's got like curly hair and he's always really, really playing the saxophone. Is that Zoot? Yep. Yeah, Zoot. Yeah, Zoot. Yes. Zoot. Yeah. That's right. I like Zoot. Are there any other, like, how, what are all the female, because I know, like, Janice, that's always the first one that pops to my eyes, like, where's the sexy Muppet? Janice, It's going to yeah. be Janice. Are there any other, uh, like, female Muppets? Toys? Like, there's Miss Piggy. There's Miss, I think that you might be able to argue that there should be more female Muppets, or that there's there are, at least in the, in, back in the 70s, I think it was a little bit of a boys club. Yeah, Camilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Camilla, also- <laughs> Camilla, the ambiguously Muppet chicken, you know. She might just be a real I fucking chicken. I bet she chicken. can throw down, though. Are you kidding me? I know what that cluck clock stands for. <laughs> but yeah, there's. I think that they kind of added more Muppet. They they had that kind of sexy pig in the in the newest in the the newest Muppet show. There was like a pig who also wanted to fuck Kermit. Annie Sue. That, are we talking I think about that's Annie right. Sue pig? She was like a sexy pig, and Piggy was real jealous of her. It's funny when you Google female Muppets, like the first thing that comes up is Miss Piggy, the second one is Camilla. <laughs> of course. Yeah, but then there's also, uh, what's her name? It's like Bill, uh, I think Jill. Bill, Gill, and Jill, the, uh, the frogs in um, Muppets Take Manhattan. Yeah, yep. that's right. She's all buttoned up. I bet she loves to lay, too. <laughs> Let's get physical, physical, ladies and gents, because the only thing tighter than Olivia Newton-John's thighs is my need for speed, and yes, I do. Plan on getting as high and tight as I can so I can pump a bus on Keanu Reeves that never goes below 50 miles per hour. I'm getting my zongos tight while wearing Outdoor Voices workout clothes, because these babies are made to sweat in. Outdoor Voices believes that harder, faster, stronger is not necessarily always better. So they design gear for doing things, being active, and having fun. Like getting that pump pump to make me dump dump Reeves worthy. Or for being too lazy to put on pants with a button on them, because who's got that kind of time when you gotta run to get your mango Rito? We ain't out there on our lipticals trying to set a record. The goal of Outdoor Voices is to help give you the confidence to get your buns on the courts. In my dream scenario, we're all on tennis courts, waggling our butts together before going out and getting crunk with Serena Williams. That can happen, right? 
And Outdoor Voices makes products for both men and women. So let's get Serena Williams' hubs out there with us, because if he's got the buns to match that bearded daddy face, Lord help us all. Nightcat is getting hungry. What I really dig about Outdoor Voices is that the clothes are made out of thicker material, but not in a sweaty, thick way, you know what I mean? I'm just sick of seeing my saggy front pooches out in the open like I do with thin materials. And when I'm sweating, you can't see my back Rorschach wet blobs, so ain't nobody be trying to interpret their psychological downfalls while I'm getting my steps in. And the bras are thick enough that my nippies ain't waggling at you when I'm having my midday bounces. Who's got the time for the waggles? I only have time for the bounces. And if what you get ain't the right fit, there's free shipping and hassle-free returns. So come on, y'all. Fine hot treats out there. Are we ready to get physical? Physical. Let's get into physical. Was she talking about sex? For 20% off your first order of $100 or more, visit OutdoorVoices.com slash page 7 and enter promo code page 7. That's 20% off your first order of $100 or more by visiting OutdoorVoices.com slash page 7 and using promo code page 7. Thanks to Outdoor Voices for supporting our podcast. My rumpkiss is already shaken. Let's get it caking. Ah, uh, uh, Denise the pig. That's the new. That was the new pig. Denise, yes, mm. yes. Denise is sexy. Uh, oh, Fozzie's mother's named Emily. Oh yeah, was she? Oh no, I was thinking of Mrs. Fozzie. I was gonna wig. say there's <laughs> Mrs. Fozzie, yeah, but she's wig. <laughs> I don't know if she counts under this. There's <laughs> Gladys, the cafeteria lady. Oh yeah, there's a couple of cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, but I think that animal would be a lot of fun. Yes, you know, animal reckless is sexy. abandon. Yeah, yeah, animal. And, is... and I'm all kinds of into that. But I think that Fozzie would be, he would be such a trying lover. You know, it's like he he would really want to be there for you and want to do everything that he could. But he probably just can't, you know, sign that check. I mean, you know listen, I mean? we've all many of us have slept with drummers, and. Many of us have spent a lot of time around comedians, whether we've slept with them or not. I am a drummer. And yeah. a comedian. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I feel like I can comfortably say that I would probably choose sleeping with a drummer over sleeping with a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as someone that has done both, I would say yes. And maybe those just happen to be the circumstances that I was in, but I would say yeah. Yeah, you go for the drummer. Yeah. Uh, For uh, two reasons, endurance and coordination. Yeah. And being able to do both very fast rhythms and very slow ones. Interesting. Yeah, you want to, yeah, I would imagine funk drumming. That's going to be your best bet there. That's not even to mention the crushing self-esteem issues that come with... (laughs) Yeah. And specifically yeah. Fozzie, you know, I'm not trying to throw shade at comedians, but Fozzie has some really chronic self-esteem issues. Yeah. Yeah. And I would never want to like keep him. I feel like I'd end up putting baby in a corner, you know, and I don't want to do that to Fozzie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got to go on the road. Baby's got to go on the road. Oh, uh, what is that? The, the one where Big Bird gets lost when they, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, what's it called? Is that the, the original one, Muppet movie, when he's walking yeah. down the side of a road? Or it's like where he's on the road and yeah. I think that he meets up with, um, some country star, big. It's like Big Bird goes west. Oh, that I know, I know that there is a wouldn't Big Johnny, Bird has a cameo in Muppet in the Muppet movie. The yeah, original. wasn't Johnny Cash in the Big Bird movie? John, yes, that's yeah. the one. Uh, what's it called? Follow that bird. Uh, that's what it's follow called. That bird, yes. Yeah, well, that's uh, the other thing that annoyed me about the Sesame Street sta- statement saying like they're after all they're just puppets. It's like that is runs completely counter to the entire worldview of Jim Henson. Big Bird spoke at Jim Henson's funeral. Like, nobody would be like, <laughs> yeah. it's just a puppet. It's not just a puppet. The whole thing about Muppets is that they're more than just puppets. They're this one, it's the whole world. But that's the thing. I, maybe I have a, I'm, I've never been a big, I'm not a Muppet guy. Really? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't grow up with the Muppet. I grew up with Muppet Babies. Uh, a whole different beast. Yeah, yeah, that's 
<laughs> yeah, that's a whole different animal. Yeah, it's, it's a cartoon. You know, I grew up with Muppet Babies, uh, but I never watched Sesame Street because we didn't get PBS where I grew up. I was oh, okay. uh, a little too um, young to like watch the Muppets on TV. Yeah, uh, and no one was really into the movies at all. So I don't have any. I don't have any connection with uh, with Muppets. Like yeah. for me, Muppets are fine. I mean, Fraggles. That's a different story. That's different. Oh, but, my God. Because <laughs> I love Fraggle Rock, but... Um, I was likened to the trash heap not too long ago. <laughs> and then I started talking like my face had a flap on it. <laughs> I said, you know what? I'll take that comparison. I'm fine with it. That doesn't hurt me. Um, see, I also... I had an older sister, though, so I think that that's why we were so big into the Muppets. Yeah. Is having so... It's like our sister's in her, in her 40s, so it's like that's where the uh, the branch of the Muppets really, like, solidified in our household. But also, it's like exactly what you're saying. When Kermit's saying it's not easy being green at Jim Henson's funeral, I remember watching that video and sobbing. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... I, I was, like, entranced by the Muppets, like, from a very, very young age. Like... Uh, I didn't even I liked regular Mupp- like Muppet movie like the 70s ones Great Muppet yeah. Caper Muppet movie yeah. like more than Sesame Street but like it, it was just like this magical magical like world and universe which is why I think yeah it's amazing that like they had like the, the like commitment to the world of imagination and like a child's imagination but also adults that Jim Henson created is like so like important and that's why that was, that was a real cop out for Sesame Workshop to be like they're puppets like they're like if you are a Muppet person, you know I feel like they're not pup. They they are they're real, you know. Like they are yeah. not puppets. I mean, they are puppets, and mu- puppets are cool. But like, they are more than that. Yeah, maybe the people at the Sesame Workshop is like, hey, can we stop talking about this so we can get back to making puppets? Yeah, and they've. Been, I mean, it's been a thing for like decades. But yeah, but what? They're what, probably sick of talking about it. Right. But yeah. well, yeah. What prompted this whole thing was that the writer, one of the writers, was like, yeah, I, they are gay. <laughs> and then yeah. Frank Oz was like. Not to me, and uh, but also wish. he was the one that was writing for them, and so in his mind, that is what he was putting into the character. So that's right. what it is, right? Whether it's overstated or not, it's like yeah. At the end of the day, you know, Big Bird's not H and Snuffleupagus because it's his imaginary friend, and yes, they are both children in the eyes of the Muppet world. But Bert and Ernie are full-grown adults. That's true, right? They are not children. They, uh, they're. Their maturity leaves some t- something to be desired. But they don't have parents. They, they're adult people who live independently. That is true. You know, It's not like I'm talking about having sex with Cookie Monster over here. Although I gotta say, I bet the goblin comes in handy. <laughs> <laughs> right, like some of them like are clearly children. Like Elmo's clearly a child. Clearly. You know, right, Big Bird is a child, but... Huh, I never thought about Big Bird being a child. Mm-hmm. What's a fur? What's a full grown one look like? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> no sounds horrifying. <laughs> but yeah, Bert and Ernie are like the. You know, I think Oscar is an adult. Oscar's, Oscar's like da- a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Os- a street homeless adult. Uh-huh. He's another one I would definitely give a try. You know, as long as the as slimy the worm can stay out of it, I'm on board. Get me in that trash can. How about Mr. Noodle, Jackie? Mr. Noodle. He's the clown that Elmo, Elmo talks to. I think that he. Oh um, no, Molly. <laughs> <Mr>. Noodle. <laughs> <laughs> think I am. I'm not a monster. I'm just saying, Mr. Noodle. It's flexible. Although, I mean, he is a brilliant improvisationalist and a um a brilliant what is it? Clown. Mute. What is it? Mime. 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 <laughs> yeah, because he's known throughout the com- theater community. You know what? In real life, anti like outside of Mr. Noodle, I'd bang it. Yeah, I think Mr. Noodle could get it. Hmm. Yeah. And on that note, it's time for the list. Oh. Yeah. Who's oh, on the list? Marcus. Gotta, gotta have, have that, that list. The greatest discontinued 90s foods and beverages. Oh, my God. I already know what's going to be on this list. I didn't know they didn't make Squeeze-Its anymore. They don't make Squeeze-Its anymore? Those little Kool-Aid gooshers? Yeah, little just, things you just... Really? Yeah, yeah, they don't make those. I mean, it's probably because they tasted like shit. They did taste like yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and I used to take fucking... off the tops and chew on them too. Yeah, that's probably, probably a choking bad. hazard. Yeah, it's definitely a choking hazard. I would hazard. beg for those things, especially because they were Kool Aid brand, and I was like, I love Kool Aid. Buy me these things, and I would get one, and I'd be like, this tastes like trash. It does, but that you know what? It was marketing because the commercials were awesome. Yeah, that's true. It yeah. was like a big splooge commercial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> huh. Betty Crocker shark bites. I remember shark oh, bites. Oh man, they were little fruit snacks. Yeah, little, yeah. Uh, yeah I they remember had a real shark good bites. texture to them. Yeah, they were like opaque white and blue. The white mm-hmm. ones were the best ones. I feel Easily. like they're like the mystery airheads, mm-hmm. where it was just there's something about it where it's like this has no flavor, but it's got all of the flavors all I wrapped remember. in one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd yeah. forgotten about shark bites. Yeah, white ones were especially good. Butterfinger yeah. BBs. I remember Butterfinger BBs as well. Dude, man. Oh, I w- see, that's the problem is that that's why you need the BBs because I went to a yogurt land not too long ago because I love my Frogurt. You can't keep me away from my Frogurt. And they have the cr- crushed up Butterfingers, but I want the pop of a BB. Yeah, the, the BBs <laughs> are good. Just like Bunch of Crunches are so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got a box yeah. of Bunch of Crunches on my desk right now. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to oh, buy yeah. some Bunch of Crunches on my way home. Yeah, it's great because when I'm working and I want, I crave some sugar, I just pop one little Bunch of Crunch in and it tides me over. Mm-hmm. Bunch of Crunch. Uh, uh, Butterfinger BBs, those things were delish. This yeah. next one on the list, I got to admit, these things kind of, they weirded me out. Uh, Mickey's Parade Ice Pops. They kind of scared me a little bit because it was like they were shaped like Disney characters. You got your Mickey, your Minnie, your Donald, and your Goofy. But it weirded me out to know that I was going to be licking Disney characters. I remember those. They Didn't they also mm. have, they had Snoopy, too, like at the ice cream trucks. I think they might still have those. Yeah. Yeah, with the bubblegum eyes. And they yes. were always like weirdly like melted down half of their face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then you're stuck like trying to eat ice cream and chew bubblegum at the same time. Yeah, but that also makes me think of, uh, that's akin to the Flintstones push-up pops. I definitely that, like those. Those are great. I eat the shit out of those, but then you're like st- you're like shoving your fingers into this <laughs> tube and just like licking around it. It's like, why are we doing this? Why do we have to do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, at what point did you? Because I remember there was definitely a point in my life where I realized that what I was doing was vaguely sexual. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. See, you can't hide sexuality from children. You're giving them push pops. Their finger in the push pops. It was, figure yeah, that out I mean, it was around puberty. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. and pornography was a reality in my life. Uh-huh. So yeah. I would, I would say there was a, there was influences. Yeah, of course, and that's why it's like get on it. You know, feel you, learn what you like. On your own, consensually, and especially, you know, you can figure it out. Watch The Astronaut's Wife. You'll figure it out real fast. Ooh, bubble beeper gum. Pardon? Ew, what? Yeah, it was a beeper, and then you open it up, and it was oh full of gum. God, I forgot about those. Well, wait, I don't remember a beeper full of gum, but I remember a Band-Aid box full of gum. Yeah, Ouch that was also gum. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ouch gum was wonderful. Ouch. Man, that was in that whole time period where they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's chew on this. Like the uh, the tobacco one. The, what is it? Big chew. Big league chew. Yeah, big, big league, league chew. chew. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like, let's put gum in a plastic container. And I was like, I'm going to buy that. Big league chew was wonderful. They still sell it, and it's still amazing. Really? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And I remember the beeper one because you could clip it onto your pants, and then <laughs> it felt really cool because, of course, at the time I – didn't have a beeper, but I really wanted one. That, I guess, um, I'm showing my age. Oh, uh, Cheetos age? Paws. <gasps> Dude, they still make the shapes, though, and uh-huh. I love a Cheeto. I love a Cheeto, too. I like a regular Cheeto over a puff, though, any day. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was at a, a children's birthday party over the weekend, and this there's a, a, a very a snazzy 13-year-old that I have befriended and uh, he came over and he goes, girl, you even puff? And then he hands me a whole bowl of uh, cheesy puffs. And I was like, that was the smoothest line from a 13-year-old I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> you know what? Yes, sir, I do puff. Thank you very much. And then we ate a bunch of cheesy puffs together. That sounds great. All right, it's time for Blind Item. Ah, we can't see him! Got a couple of juicy ones this week. How juicy, how juicy, Marcus! 7.9. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll take that juice. Pretty juicy. Apparently, this permanent A-list singer-slash-diva wanted a break from sex with her boyfriend. So for a week, she hired a different woman to come over each night and have sex with the boyfriend. So that she 
Oh, she just didn't. She didn't want to fuck somebody else. She just didn't want to have sex she, with him. She just, yeah, she didn't want to. Uh, she just wanted a break from sex. Just like I don't want to have sex anymore. And he was like, I need well, it every day. Well, with that voice, I'm going to assume it's Mariah Carey. <laughs> and she's talking like this. I know I know that diva that we all love. <laughs> yes, it is Mariah Carey. She wanted a break for a week. But she was kind of, but she knew that her husband was like, well, if you still want to have sex, you know, I'll hire a woman. If you still want to go for sex, I'll hire a woman. Wow. That's insane. But you know what? Also, it's like, does Mariah Carey still have sex? Does she have that in her? I Every don't know. Night? I feel like Apparently on a regular week. All yeah, right. Good for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like at, at this point, she's probably just looking into a mirror and j- jaying off, right? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I could see her laying. I could actually. I mean, maybe this is just because I've had this fantasy since I was about 12 or 13. Uh, but I could see Mariah Carey actually being a very uh, fun lover. When you she, just gotta follow like her lead. Yeah, she's got the dirtiness of like Christina Aguilera, which you know Christina lays some pipe. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine so. I would imagine so. But also, you know what? Yeah, good for her. If you are able to do that, if you're able to separate yourself in that kind of manner, you do you. I feel like I don't think I'd be able to do that. But you know what? I kind of wish that I could. Yeah. I do not and cannot. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, no. I'm, 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 I'm very, very, very jealous. I'm a jealous human being. And actually, that's the only blind item we got this week. I was oh. combing through, and uh, a lot of them are just sad. <laughs> yeah. Sad, sad and the embarrassments. Yeah, yeah. Yes, just, just sad embarrassments all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, especially looking into like the whole Emmys thing, too, where it's like, it just seemed like it was overall um, a night. Yeah. Like, I didn't read anything that was just like, ooga, ooga, either. Yeah. It's just kind of like, well, we all had a time. It was like, some good shows won. Mm-hmm. And how weird is it to see Che hosting the Emmys? Yeah. Very weird. Very, yeah. very yeah. weird. Long, long-time friend, four-time roundtabler of the year. <laughs> you know? Uh, he, I thought that he did a good job. And I will say that I have started watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And uh, because I was very against it just because, you know, the whole stand-up thing. And I was just like, oh, okay, I should try this show. And you know what? I get it. It's very endearing. And it's Amy Sherman Palladino who wrote Gilmore Girls. And I, of course, love Gilmore Girls. So I'm giving it a shot, guys. I'm getting out of my wheelhouse. I'm not just watching sad things. Although I will throw this out there that I want to say really fast that I told Molly about this show. It's called You. And it is on Lifetime. It's from the executive producers of Riverdale. And it is spicy, spicy. Also a little problematic. But I like it a lot someone told me about it on the page seven facebook group and uh it's i just started playing and you can watch it on lifetime.com and uh i'm digging it i'm gonna do that with my headphones when i'm uh when i'm going to bed but maybe next week if you guys are in, have done it have you guys can we talk about american vandal I have not seen it, no. I would highly recommend. I think that both of you guys would enjoy it. It's really fucking funny. All right. And I I had been like sleeping on it, and I think season two just came out. Season one of American Vandal, it's only eight episodes. And if you like just like fun, goofy shit, it is so, so fun and and also really smart and good. It's it's, It's like my thing that I'm very, very into right now. I would recommend, if we're on recommendation, Please. I would recommend the Norm MacDonald show. Really? Really? It's very, it's pre- some of it's uh, kind of weird, but his interview with Judge Judy is delightful. Okay. Ooh, mm-hmm. I'll watch the shit out of that. All, All right, right I'm on board. Because I'm a gigantic Norm MacDonald fan. I believe he's one of the funniest people on earth. Dirty Work, I think, is still one of the funniest movies made in the 90s. And so I would recommend uh, Norm MacDonald, the I, Norm MacDonald show. I do like Judge Judy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Judge Hell Judy. Yeah. And his interview with Chevy Chase is surprisingly endearing. Huh. Ooh. I didn't watch the whole thing. I only watched those two, but yeah. All right, I'll definitely give it a shot. Look at us our little recommendation corner. A little recommendation. Recommendation yeah, yeah. roundup. Recommendation roundup. Also, speaking of, Riverdale is going to be coming out soon, and I'm really, really excited about it. And apparently, it's going to be a lot of phallus happening. And I am. Uh, what? Phallus? Cock? FP and Alice. Oh. And there's going to be a lot of rolling in some hay. 
Hey, boys. <laughs> when does it come back? Uh, in October. Oh. And I think it's in a couple of weeks. Oh, wow. So, oh, I am oh. very excited. And also, Sabrina's going to be starting soon. Guys, there's so much great television to watch. Never go outside again. Only stay inside in the dark and watch television. The holidays! (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to us today. Uh, My name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me on Instagram at jackthatworm. I'm Molly Neffel. I'm MJKLCAT. And people should go over to the Patreon page and do some vooting, right, Jackie? Oh, yeah, baby. If you hit up patreon.com slash page7podcast, we've got the poll up of what we are going to be watching next week for our live streaming movie watch. We have a very special guest, the beautiful, my almost sister, Natalie Jean, will be joining me, and we are going to have a bit of a girls' night. So if you'd like to vote, go over to our Patreon page. Give us a vote. I think right now Cruel Intentions is in the lead, and I am excited to drink wine and watch Cruel Intentions. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. And hell, we'll see you next week. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.